Okay, there we go. Hello, good uh, morning, afternoon, or evening, people. This is Johnny the Greek's Free Real Estate, Episode 2. I am joined with one of the best and the brightest in the IDP industry, <laughs> my good friend, Kyle Bellyfuel of the IDP, guys. He's at kbelf54 on Twitter. He is a well-known Packers fan, a hell of an IDP writer, and we share uh, poop memes left and right constantly. Kyle, yes. how are how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, man, and thank you for the kind words. It uh, means a lot, man. No, I'm I'm doing well. Um, uh, it's excited to be here and hang out with you. It's been a bit since we got to chat, you know, other than uh, exchanging poop means and and shooting the shit every now and then through DMs. But uh, yeah, um, things are going good. You know, it's uh, it's the off season leading up to the draft, so it's exciting and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a fun time. Your free agency was wild, so there was lots yeah. to uh, take in there. And um, I'm just I'm ready for uh, up here in the Upper Peninsula. The weather just changes its mind every other day, so I'm I, ready I'm, for. Yeah, I noticed that, man. So, so I'm, out, <laughs> I'm out here and I'm not too far from you in Ohio, and yeah, it's like yeah. tw- twenty and snowing, and then sixty and yeah. back. It's it's wild. It's all over the place. It it is. Uh, it's crazy. St. St. Patrick's Day, it was fifty degrees and sunny here, and we were like, "Oh, there's the turn, right? We're we're getting into spring now." Then we got snow. Then we got an ice storm, and then uh, Monday we got more snow and. It's just, uh, you know, for a guy that likes to, to golf, which I'm sure we'll get into that at some point, it's it's not very fun right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I hear you, man. I'm, I'm waiting <laughs> for it, too. But, uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been pretty wild being out here and uh, seeing your neck of the woods. So let me let me just say this before we get too much further. I forgot this last episode and made several horrendous jokes with Nate on episode <laughs> one. So, so, so let's get the disclaimer out of the way. We're going to yeah. swear. We're going to say ridiculous things. Anyone that's listened to any podcast with me ever knows that, and it's the same deal here. So if you got kids in the room, put on some headphones. This might not be safe for work. With that being (laughs) said, let's get into it. So, Kyle, what have you been up to, man? You said you were working on rookie profiles. Yeah, is that what you've been doing uh, so far this offseason? Yeah, yep. Um, yeah, we were talking a little before the show. Once the the season got done and the weekly uh, in-season content was, was over with, um, I took a break and, and said, I'm not going to really write anything till after the Super Bowl, just enjoy the playoffs and whatnot. And, um, then after that, I started diving into the, uh, incoming rookie IDP class. Um, something I really enjoy. I mean, I'm no scout by any means, but, uh, you know, I enjoy watching the players and I, I watch a lot of college football during the season and it, it's fun to go back and get to zero in on, on some guys and really get a feel for, for them as a player. So, um, Got into uh, got into the rookie tape and started with the linebackers and hit the edge class and the safety class. Kind of just made my way through it. And then, uh, yeah, the, we got the rookie mag going. And um, I think I got about 14 profiles in on that. And um, so that, that's kept me pretty busy. A little bit of ranking on, on that as well. And, um, yeah, it's – that's that's been uh, that's been a lot of fun. We got a great group there, um, you know, with with Nate steering the the ship and Joey as well. Joey's been keeping us on task and um, Faith uh, with the editing. She does a great job. Has a ton of profiles to edit. And it's a really great group of really smart people, really good people from our staff and from the Dynasty Nerds with Evan and Jason and um, Joey. Like I said, and a few other uh, I think might be uh, new writers that are giving it a shot. They're doing a really good job. And, um, a lot of fun, and I, I think the product's going to be really awesome when it's all when it's all said and done. So, 
Oh, definitely, dude. I remember the first time you guys came out with that, and it's like holding a real magazine that you guys did. Yeah. It, it's, it's wild. It, it's, it's it is. Yeah, it, it's awesome. I know, like, when they come in the mail, I'm like a kid on Christmas, man, you know, because I remember, you know, when I first got into fantasy football, when I was just a teenager, that's what we did. I, um, I got in a league. My dad was in a league and it had an opening, and me and my buddies kind of slid in when they had openings, and we would go to town and uh get a magazine and go just sit down and go through it you know what do you think about this guy like and so now it's just so nostalgic to to actually and awesome just to see something you wrote in a magazine it's it's like full circle you know it really is man that's this i was the same way i remember when the season came i'd get the magazine (laughs) i'd I'd highlight the guys that i'd be looking for and stuff like that and Oh, that that's good stuff. So you're right. I haven't talked to you in a minute in the flesh. So first, let's let's start at the college title game first. So I mean, it it makes sense once once Bama lost like their fourth receiver or whatever it was yeah. in a row. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was a done deal for Georgia, but Alabama put up a hell hell of a fight in that game, no matter what. Uh, who do you think? What would you think of the title game, and who you got next year? Um. Yeah, it was a really good title game. Uh, like you said, you know. Alabama, Jamison Williams gets hurt. He, he's such a difference maker, and um, he was getting chunk plays for him. And um, Bryce Young is just a really good young quarterback, and he, and he put some balls in the money, and guys just had a couple key drops that hurt him. And, you know, it, you feel bad. They're not trying to drop it. You know, they're going to get scrutinized, but it happens. And some young players made some plays, had a few plays. But it was a good game, and that Georgia that Georgia team is tough, man. That, that Georgia defense um, – I, that that was one of the most dominant defenses from up front to the back end I, I can remember seeing. Like just, I mean, look at you look at right now at all the NFL prospects. There's a ton of Georgia names being tossed around. You know, I I've, I got to join uh, Macri on on the on his pod last week talking about the linebackers and and uh, that that was a lot of fun. And three of them were on our top ten. All Georgia, you know, three Georgia linebackers. That tells you something right there. It's uh it. it that was a it was a really good game, you know. And unfortunately, I had all my money in Alabama because they were <laughs> plus money. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. It's just it's it's hard not to take Alabama plus money <laughs> whenever you. Can. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I'm with you. I think we talked about that because because yeah. uh, yeah. Waller Waller convinced me. I was on the fence. And, and, yes, and then we it, yeah. It, it, and we talked about this. It, we were like, yeah. wait a minute, it's Saban plus money. <laughs> Like we got to do this and, you know, it didn't work out, but that's okay. But they're in a, you know, a really good spot for next year. And Georgia, you know, is graduating a lot of guys or sending a lot of guys to the NFL rather. So, uh, you know, Bama will be back. That's for sure. Yeah. No, Bama will be back for sure. And they're going to be hungry. And I think Ohio state's going to be, you know, I'm a Michigan fan. It hurts me to say it, but I think Ohio state's going to be pretty damn good as well. Um, You know, they're, they got their skill players are, very good and they get cj stroud back and their defense is always tough but yeah alabama will be back as well there's there's a couple of teams i think you're gonna see contending for sure yeah what did you think of that so michigan finally (laughs) broke broke through got to the playoff and in i mean man it it was not great like (laughs) (laughs) it was uh you know i really i took the points you know talking betting wise because it was plus Seven and a half, I believe, is what I got them at. And I'm like, a touchdown plus the hook, my home team, you know. Um, and, at, you know, after they got the Ohio State win, I thought and it, they turned the corner. That was a really, you know, dominating win for a, that rivalry. That, that was oh, yeah. big. Yeah, it was, you know, Aiden Hutchinson was just 
unstoppable and, and we ran the ball over him and you know and I just I thought that was the turning you know I, I obviously we had a good chance we had a good season there was a good chance we we're gonna make the playoffs but I'm like that's what you needed was that big huge win against your rival who we haven't been able to beat in years right and I you know I knew Georgia was gonna be tough but I thought you know we're, we're ready and man we, that wasn't the fucking case at all <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's it's so wild because Michigan was like you know the best in the Big Ten easily and really yeah. head and shoulders the you know much better than everyone else in that conference and the SEC is just that much better. It's crazy. Yeah. Although you know I'm sure they would have beaten you know a lot of other SEC teams, but Georgia or Alabama, I don't know if they could have. I I don't know if they could have beaten Bama either. You know, like I, that was yeah. Whew. Crazy. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Seeing how Georgia put it to us and, and Bama fought them pretty tough, uh, shorthanded. I'm not sure it would have been much of a difference. Um, you know, it, Georgia was it was just too much for them, it just, and they didn't have their best game. Not that's not an excuse at all. They didn't. I don't think they played their best per se, but I, Georgia did look just too much for them. Yeah, yeah no, good, good, good season <laughs> though. It was good for them to yeah. get through. And then, um, man, I. I, I know you were not a fan of this. I mean, both our teams got just, uh, you know, sniped by the 49ers immediately oh. in the playoffs. And uh, I was pulling for you guys. I am not a Niners fan. Being a lifelong <laughs> Cowboys fan, I've disliked right. the Niners since the early 90s. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I didn't want to see them beat uh, Green Bay. And uh, just the way that game went, what, what was it, like 17 total points or something? Or it, yeah. was, it, was, it was low scoring. It was very low scoring. It was right. just a weird, weird game. Yeah, exactly. It was super weird. Uh, yeah, we only put up 10 points. And yeah, 17-10, and, and the difference was the block punt. <laughs> it's all season. And it's not just one play, right? It's never just one play. There's plenty of things that led to not getting a drive to continue or, you know, a lapse on defense that gives up a, a crucial first down or whatever. But the block punt, being a Green Bay fan and seeing the issues on special teams all year, you know, whether it's field goals and you know, returns and punts and everything, it's and then to see that break our backs like we were worried about all year. And it, you know, it just that was hard to swallow. You know, it, at first you just you were all, we're all just pissed and we were speechless. And we were at, we all went to my buddy's house for the game and brought cooked a bunch of food, had a few beers and whatnot. And you know, we're all just anxiously watching this game. And, and like when that block punt happened, it went silence to you know, just. F bombs, <laughs> pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I but, hear you, man. That was that's a disappointing playoffs for a lot of people. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it ended okay. I'm glad Stafford got got his title. Yes, and, I'm and, fine and, with that. Yeah. yeah, and seeing Cincy there was was a nice surprise. So yes. you know, no, I agree. Um, no, I mean, uh, I told I, I've always had a ton of respect for Stafford when he was in. Yeah, you know, I've got to see him plenty playing Detroit. I've always had a ton of respect for him. Um, and I'm happy to see him go get that ring and yeah, the Bengals, I, that's a fun team. So, and it was unexpected. It's always cool to see um, something like that happen, right? A, a guy you've pulled for who, who you think deserves a ring to, or a shot at one, whatever you want, however you want to look at it. And then a young team that just kind of sneaks up on everybody and, and gets hot. And uh, I was, I was, that was as excited without the Packers being there. That's as excited as I've been for a Super Bowl, just to flat out watch other than my bets. <laughs> You know? Right. <laughs> right. So, right. Um, that was fun. 
Yeah, no, that was definitely a good one. So, so obviously, you know, a lifelong Packers fan for you. So, so how did, how'd, how'd that start? Was that like a, you know, father to son thing or, or how did you start, you know, watching football? Oh yeah. Um, football. Yeah. I started watching football at a really young age. Um, my dad's huge diehard Packers fan, my grandpa and grandma who we live next door to growing up, uh, big time Packers fans. I mean, Sunday comes, everybody's wearing green and gold, you know, um, so football has been a big part of, of our family since I was young. And uh, my dad actually coached at our high school for 20 years. So, um, yeah, I've been, I've been uh, you know, football has been a big part of my life growing up. I've always been a fan and something, you know, whether it's Michigan games on Saturday or Packer games on Sunday or just football in general or we're watching his high school tapes when he was coaching. There'd be times um, – I would what well, we have a family business when I worked there. He would work days, I would work nights, whatever, and I'd close up shop, go to the house, and and he'd be watching tape. We'd sit and watch tape and stuff. And um, yeah, so it's uh it's been it's been a big part of, of our family for a lot of years. So yeah, man. And there's something I think to be said for for you know being that close to Green Bay. You said like before yeah. we, you know, before a hundred miles away or so. That's yeah. that's pr- pretty yeah. damn close. That's as close yeah. as I am to uh Giants or Patriots or Jets. So same deal, but it's like they are football royalty. There's there's yeah. a, a feeling if you go to Lambeau, there's history there. There's um it's just something different, right? It's like yeah, oh man, what who still has that? Like, so the old candlestick park had that, but that's gone. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like uh Foxborough back in the day maybe had that. Like all those stadiums are pretty much gone, <laughs> but Lambeau is still there and the history right. is still there, and you know grilling brats in the parking lot and the, the snow on the field. And, and, you know, yeah. it's like negative 20 degrees and Tom Coughlin's face is freezing off. Like, <laughs> exactly. That, that, you know, there's a, there's like a mystique to it that makes being it's, a Packers fan pretty cool. I bet. It, it is. And the, it's, it is the atmosphere on Sundays. There's nothing like it, man. Uh, I've been to quite a few games and uh, I think I told this story uh, way back when, when you had me on, on the old IDP guys show with you and Nate and Sean, um, my, one of my buddies, his older brother who's a friend of mine as well. Um, used to have an ambulance they they bought and, and remodeled into a tailgate party bus thing, and um, you know so it, he always had a parking spot every home game, and he would you know have music and you know a big half barrel of beer and he cooked food and like went to, like some of the divisional games. Well, there was always brats, right? Everywhere you go, it's brats and and whatever. And uh, I remember the one Bears game we went down. He had literally had bear meat. On the he was, yeah, he got a connection to a guy who had bear meat in his freezer, and he cooked up bear meat. <laughs> so that was that was probably one of the coolest things ever. It just that's um, awesome, man. How was it? Yeah. How'd that taste, by the way? It was good. Yeah, it was good, man. It was uh, you know the beers were falling, and everybody's just eating chunks of of bear off the grill. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's wild times, man. Yeah, it's uh, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, we used to go down to games, you know. Maybe once we had a decent stretch where we try to make a game a year and we would go tailgate before for a few hours and go to the game. And the atmosphere is just, uh, there's really nothing like it. You know, it's, it's a pretty friendly atmosphere for the most part too, as far as away fans, you know, my group of friends and the people I always tailgate with are, you know, it's playful trash talking. So, you know, people from the, you'll see a, I remember one time we were down there and there were some Browns fans that walked by and, they had their jerseys on and we started, you know, just a playful trash talk and whatever. And they sat and had a couple beers with us, you know, it's just like, it's, it's really cool. I mean, it's, it's a pretty, um, you know, 
open atmosphere, I guess, for, for, yeah, for it's, uh, it's, 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 it's not hostile, right? Like, I don't think so. Not yeah. my experience over all the years, not that I've ever seen, which I've always appreciated about, yep. about it, you know? Yeah, no, that's nice. That's nice. Cause I mean, you know, Jesus Christ, Gillette, I, I wouldn't take, <laughs> I wouldn't take anyone to Gillette until they're like 18 and I'd prep them ahead of time. I'd be like, you're going to yeah. see some things. You're going to see some shit. So you know, yeah, be, be ready, you know. So that that's nice. That's nice that you guys have that. Yeah, yeah. I I mean uh, I'm sure there's been times where there's been not pleasant experiences for people, but I just for the most part, uh, it seems like it's a pretty pretty good atmosphere, you know, for for everyone. So yeah, that's awesome, man. So all right, something a little bit different about this this format, this podcast is, you know, so we, so on the IDP guys, we did the same questions every single time. This time we're going to kind of bounce around and do some wacky shit. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to be more like, you know, getting to know the people behind the screen, the people writing the articles, doing the rankings. And uh, part of that is, so what do you what do you do for a living when you're not uh, typing shit up for the IDP guys? <laughs> I'm actually uh, a designer at a trust plant. Um we design roof systems, floor systems, uh, beams, walls, um, most anything wood that components that go on a house or a commercial building. Um, I've been there for about uh, nine and a half years. Yeah, a little over nine years. So, um, and my family also has a, a gas station restaurant that's been in our family since the '60s. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah. Um, so I work there too on the weekends or sometimes after work if I gotta help out. So. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, and, and the, the company I work for is a local company too. So it's, you know, I, I literally drive like four miles from my house to either job. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's yeah. awesome. And and you don't have, yeah. uh, corporate overlords, like all up your shit, all in your shit. Like, uh, no, <laughs> yeah, that must be, no, nice. it, no, it is. Yeah. No, the, uh, my <laughs> boss is a, he's a great guy to work for. And then, uh, yeah, my old man, it's for you know when i was younger it was just me and him running the place and then uh you know eventually when he's ready to slow down it'll be me running the show that he's running here you know but uh hopefully as long as things keep going well and yeah yeah <laughs> but with, with the place but uh but yeah no it's uh pretty fortunate it's pretty two pretty laid back environments so um yeah nice, it's, man it's, yeah it's, it's nice for sure that that sounds pretty good. Pretty good. All right, so we're gonna jump around a little bit here. Back to the back to the Packers real quick. So sure. Uh, outlook for this season. I mean, Devontae is gone. That is not. <laughs> that's that's not great. That is not great. And and Zedarius. So right. what what do you think, man? Is the window closing? Because I remember we talked about this when we did an interview last year. Um, Might have been towards the end of IDP guys. We we, we talked yeah. about the the window was there. They needed yep. to they needed to make the moves last year and and do like what the Rams do like go get everyone that can help you win a title and win the damn title. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I remember that conversation. I completely agree. Like that was the the window was closing and it those moves are the ones that had to be made. Um, I was <laughs> I'm not sure what to think right now to be honest. When I my my thought process was when the Rogers deal got done that the Devante situation was going to get figured out right after. And well, shit, it did get figured out. Just not the way I thought it would go. I yeah. thought, you know, I knew everybody and their brother knew that he wasn't going to play on the tag, right? He's 29. He's got to get that bag for the last time. Um, he's not going to play a tag. I get it. 
So I, I thought, okay, they get the Rodgers deal done. They tell him, like, I figure they're telling him, here's the plan. We're going to give Devontae the three, four-year deal with the – which will basically be maybe like a two-year deal with big money up front, whatever. And um, I that was my – anyway, that's what I, what I thought was the next thing, and that was not the case at all. <laughs> so and, – and before that, I'm sitting there wondering, I'm like, okay, we brought Devontae Campbell back. Huge part, huge part of our team. Oh, yeah. I mean, you that, – that guy was just – such a big signing for us in a late June signing and, and Devondre was awesome last year. So that, that was exciting. And then, I mean, he got big money. It was five years, 50 million, but you looked at the contract details and the cap hits were, were very friendly the first two, three years. So you could see the writing was on the wall. They were, the accountants were uh, making magic happen. You know, I don't know if the cap's real. <laughs> I don't know what the, I mean, nobody really does. The saints do magic every year. So I thought we were going to do that. Um, and then we bring Rasul Douglas back. I was excited about that. Yes, that was that was nice. Um, yep, yep, yep. And then, um, shit, I think it was St. Patty's Day when Devontae Adams trade went down, right? Because yeah, it was because we were sitting at my buddy's bar. Um, one of my good friends' birthday is the day before St. Patty's Day, and he happens to be Irish, so we usually go, you know, have a few Irish car bombs and some Guinness, and uh, we're all sitting there shooting the shit at the bar. <laughs> shooting Irish car bombs and having a beer. And then all of a sudden our phones, the, you know, the push notifications start coming through and everybody that, that, that took over about a half hour. Oh, our time. Man. But uh, yeah, not to get on a whole tangent, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know what the plan is. Uh, I would think we would draft somebody, but I also know that you have to have Aaron Rodgers' trust for it to work. And is a right. young guy going to get his trust? I mean, Aaron Rodgers will cut his own family off. He'll sure as hell cut off a rookie wide receiver. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it it didn't make much sense to me, and they didn't have any sense of urgency with the other uh, free agent wide receivers either. I mean, no. it, who who's still out there? Like the shattered corpse of Odell Beckham that can't, can't <laughs> right. you know. You know what I mean? Like he, he won't even, yeah. he's probably, I saw a story. He's probably not, they, sh- he should not play this year. Like medically he should not really? play this year. Yeah. So, I mean, he will, uh, you know. Yeah. He, but like realistically, maybe not a great idea, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, who else is out there? And there's, there's no one of that caliber. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, the names there was at the time, there was a few out there, like, you know, whether it was Juju Smith Schuster or whoever, you know, you thought, well, there's a guy who's going to probably likely going to get a one year prove a deal. Maybe Green Bay was going to do something like that when he signs with Kansas City. And then, you know, um, well, Brandon Cook's name came up as a possible trade guy. And then he just resigned with Texas, the Texans, I believe. So, um, yep. you know, maybe, you know, then the, the whole Seattle situation, you know, me and my buddies were talking, well, maybe we make a move for Lockett or, you know, if they are willing to part with DK at a reasonable price, maybe that happens since Seattle's kind of. Well, not kind of they're rebuilding now um <laughs> the way things sit so that's that was kind of my train of thought was they were going to make a move for a player a veteran player that they thought would fit that rogers gave them the old go ahead and do it guys I'm, I'm down but i at this point nothing's happened and i don't know what to think yeah no i hear you man there's still time there's still time but uh right but yeah i don't know it's weird like they they went through all the trouble to get rogers back and if yeah. you're not going to give them the firepower what's the point so i, I don't know that's dude. That's so well said. That's how I feel. I don't. I don't get it. You know, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see though. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's early. So you you mentioned this earlier that your dad was the high school football coach. Did you did you play in high school? 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All four, all four years. Yeah. Nice. What position uh, was that? So um, my freshman year on the JV, I was a fullback and a defensive end. We played 11 man and we only had like 15, 16, 17 guys on the team. So we had to play both ways. <laughs> we didn't get any breaks. Yeah. So my freshman year, I played fullback about half the year. And then I, I got moved in the offensive line um, at some point. And then I stayed on, on offense. I, I pretty much played every spot of the offensive line. Um, spent a lot of time at guard, spent a lot of time at tackle. We kind of had to move because uh, um, we, a small school, you don't have a ton of size. And me and one of my good buddies, we'd stack on one side. But he, even knew where the ball was going. We had a really good center. Um, one of my other good friends, he was solid. Um, and one of my other buddies was a big farmer. He was the strongest person I ever met in my life, you know? Nice. Um, yeah. So we would kind of stack one side and, uh, and then on defense, uh, I think my sophomore year, I started playing middle linebacker and that stuck the rest of my career. And that was, uh, that was my favorite by far. And that's probably what got me into defense so much. <laughs> that, that's awesome, man. I'm going to tweak this question a little bit for you. So do you have a sure. good, good story from high school football, a, a quick, good story from any of your high school football games? Uh, yeah. First one that comes to mind is, uh, I mean, it wasn't great for me at the time, but we were playing We actually picked up a game. We picked up a game down in green Bay, a team's, um, uh, we had, we usually don't go that far to play, but we, we travel that far, but in the UP and up so we don't go to green Bay or Wisconsin to play, but a team's, uh, homecoming, the team canceled on them and they had an open date. We had an open date and somehow the paths crossed. So anyway, we go down there to play short notice, which fine, whatever everybody just wants to play. And they ran a screenplay and I was chasing it down. I was playing linebacker and I just took off with tunnel vision and they ran a screenplay with a crackback block. Ooh, <laughs> I got absolutely destroyed by their tight end. I got knocked out cold <laughs> and I ended, I, he hit, I went in the air and I was in high school. I was probably six, one, two ish, not small. And this kid was just a short stocky muscle machine, dude. He just lit Ooh. me up. I ended up out cold and I slid right to my dad's feet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Out cold. He, he was just, <laughs> I was just laying there and he was tapping me on the helmet and, uh, <sighs> He's like, he's like, Kyle, he's like, you know, you all right? And I'm like, I, yeah, I think so. I was so out of it. You know? You're right. I think Ooh. so. He's like, well, I mean, if you want to keep playing, you're probably gonna have to get up because the trainer's walking over. I'm like, all right. So I got up and there wasn't much of a concussion protocol back then. Sure. This is, you know, and uh, the trainer comes over, son, you all right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, gives me a thumbs up. So I gave him a good old thumbs up back and he gave me a pat <laughs> on the shoulder pads and I went back out. <laughs> oh my God, man. Yeah. Yeah, me and my dad still laugh about that. I go, I was out. Hey, he goes, yeah, you weren't you were, you were saying much there for about five, ten seconds. <laughs> it was a clean play on that kid's part. Just, you know, like it wasn't dirty at all. It was just uh, a clean crackback block. <laughs> that That is wild, man. Yeah, no, times have changed, right? Times yeah, have definitely yeah. changed. Yeah. They're, you know, I, I love hearing stories like from high school and college football. I had this uh, this guy I knew that played division like two or three college football so it was you know in front of a decent sized crowd sure and sure. and you know he'd always talk about how like before the opening kickoff everyone would be so amped up and nervous they'd be in the huddle and just like projectile vomiting all over the place because <laughs> yeah. they're, they're so like nervous <laughs> yeah. I, yeah i i get it i never puked yeah i never just puked before games like that but i get it you are i mean the adrenaline and the nerves are just like you're just 
you're getting yourself ready to just try to hit people as hard as you can. Yeah, it's 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 different. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, hey, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we still laugh about it. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. So let's switch gears a little bit. So any family or pets? I'm I'm pretty sure both. But uh, what do you, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, married. Uh, I got two beautiful girls little girls and um i got an old lazy cat named gracie <laughs> oh nice man yeah, yeah yeah we we love cats here at idp yeah, yeah. That, that's that's good how old are the uh are your daughters uh my oldest one is going to be 11 uh in may presley and my youngest daughter kendall just turned seven here in march so um okay so so good. not at the the uh nightmare ages yet no no man they're getting sassier but um <laughs> you know but uh no it's uh they're a lot of fun man and uh it's 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 a lot a lot of good laughs and you know my oldest is getting in a softball now and she had volleyball practice tonight so it's it's fun like it's exciting just um you know seeing how she might like certain sports or not or whatever, whatever she wants to do, you know? Um, but no, yeah, it's, uh, certainly, uh, a lot of fun and it's a lot of joy. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's good stuff. Um, what, uh, what, what are they? Okay. So the seven-year-old, what is, what is she into right now? Cause they always have something that they're, that they cannot put down right now from my niece. It's a uh, Peppa Pig. And uh, I I can't escape Peppa Pig. It's everywhere. <laughs> that that was a phase. Uh, she loves the show Bluey. Um, I don't okay. know if you've seen Bluey. Oh yeah, I I think I've seen every episode. I kind of like it too. It's it's funny, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's her favorite show. And uh, that's I mean when it, when it's her turn to pick, that I already know. <laughs> It, it, those those shows are actually I, I i get a kick out of those you know whether, oh, yeah. it's, whether it's spongebob or uh peppa pig or um yeah there, there's this cat show on amazon that she loves like they're they're you know it's good stuff yeah oh absolutely some of the movies too that are coming out nowadays too are super cool i'm just a big kid watching cartoon movies <laughs> that's it nothing wrong with yeah. that right <laughs> Yeah. Nice, man. So, uh, so how about on the, you know, switching back to the fantasy side here. So, uh, you know, I know we covered this in the IDP guys interview, but fantasy football IDP, how did, how did that all start? Was that just a, a natural progression from watching football or, or, you know, how'd that start? And what'd you use for sites originally? Was it online or was it the paper pen or? Um, yeah, well, I first started playing fantasy football when I was 15. Um, and I think, well, I know, I know the first, the first site I used was NFL and I think it was really new at the time. And I believe you had to buy a package and I, I know we drafted on a draft, like you walked up and wrote your pick and then maybe there was the capability to draft online, but not all of us, you know, we didn't all have smartphones then we didn't, not all of us had a really great computer or whatever. So we would go to a guy in the league's garage and we would write the names on a board with a, a big whiteboard with marker. And after the draft, we'd hand our draft sheet in and he would import all the teams. And then eventually we'd figure out on our dial up internet, how to log into the site and away we went. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was my, my first introduction. And I think that MFL was pretty new then. Cause that's well, 21 years ago or so 20, 21 years ago. So, oh yeah, that was my first introduction redraft, just your basic redraft league. Just, you know, anticipating draft day every year. Um, and then um, 
about 10, 11 years ago, we started our first dynasty league, 16 team dynasty league with a bunch of friends and, you know, whether guys my age or guys a little bit older than me, but we all know each other pretty well. Now we obviously play in the league for, you know, 12 years or whatever. Um, we went uh, full IDP right away. <laughs> just like never, none of us had ever done it. And then um, we just dove in and it was just trial by fire. And once, um, you know, once we got the the bug there, like there for me, there was no turning back, like playing both sides of the ball was, I knew that this was something I wanted to just really get into, you know? And uh, learn learn the positions better, like how they correlate against each other. Where your where your best, uh, you know, you, you want to use most of your draft capital as far as like invest into this position more in your draft, and you know you you can find more of these guys on the waiver wire, all that you know, like you did in the offense for the ten years before that. Like now, just on the other side. So, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Once, once I once I got the itch, it was that was it. Right, right. And in, in the end, that's all it is, is it's a game, right? So so you yes. dive in and maybe you're pretty terrible immediately, but you learn, you get better, yeah. and, and before you know it, you're pretty good at it. Like it's it's not rocket science. Um and right, you know, so 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 I'm doing that all twenty-two thing this year. I'm in like yeah. one of those tester leagues, and I guarantee you that by week eight, I'm going to know exactly what I'm doing and uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be fine at it. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. It, it, you would do it's, it's, you know, it's just, just trial and error and, and we get better, but that, that's the way to do it though. Just dive in and figure it out. No, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I'm in the, the one all 22 league with you there. And I know the one day we were talking about it and it's like, we were just like, it's exciting to, to learn something new. And like you said, we'll probably suck at first, but yeah, eventually We'll, we'll figure it out and get better, you know, and it's exciting to me to learn something new, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You always got to be moving forward or, you're, yeah. you know, you're not, you're not learning anything, not getting any better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Nice. Who were some of your favorite uh, early IDPs from, from back when you started? Um, I know I wrote them down here. So I, just so I wouldn't forget, I definitely got to uh, shout out to Gerard Mayo because Ooh. I had him, I remember one of my good teams early on. I had him in his 174 tackle season back in 2010. And he yes, was and wasn't he one of the few IDPs to repeat as tackle leader um like back to back or or you know, might have skipped skipped a year, but he definitely did. Yeah, that that sounds right. Yeah. And, and I had him because I I mean he was just leading my my linebacker core, man. And that was uh I'll never never forget Gerard Mayo for sure. And to pair with him, another guy who I had regularly um was uh Dequel Jackson. Um love, yeah, love Dequel Jackson. Dude, yeah. you could just get him, you know, a little bit after the bigger names, it seemed, or or just after the bigger names at that time. But I always he was in like because you know, usually I used to write out a uh you know, a little cheat sheet for myself and his name was always circled with a star and, and, uh, like, you gotta get this dude, you're going to get him at a pretty solid value. And he's going to just to set it, forget it. Solid tackle guy every week. And then, um, you know, when green Bay drafted AJ Hawk, um, mm. I had him, I had him and he, you know, he wasn't like the flashiest IDP asset, but he was steady and it was like the best of both worlds. Right. Cause I had him on my team and I'm watching him on Sunday and it was just like, you know, this is fun because that's what it's all about, right? We're 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 here to be competitive and have fun and, and roster players that you like. Um, so owning him was uh was a lot of fun for for me back then. And um Eric Berry was another guy. Yes, Eric yep. Berry. 
Oh man, that that holy shit, that brings back memories. <laughs> yeah. So so I man, there was a there was a span of time where Eric Berry was like Derwin James. Like was, in, with, yep. you know what I mean? Like the way he played in in you know his box score at the end of things and just the plays <laughs> he would make, like yeah. that that's the the guy I would think of if you had to compare him to someone. Dude, he nailed it. Yeah, I you know what? he was like the new age safety at the time. He was this like athletic freak that could do everything. And um, I just remember he was fun as hell to have on your team and, and watch. Um, so yeah, Eric Berry is another name that, you know, I hear his name, I get a little flutter in my heart. Cause you he mean, oh, yeah. damn it. You're a special place for me, buddy, you know? Um, and JJ uh, uh, Watt early in his career, like you, you see JJ Watt now, you know, and he's still, you know, he's had some, nice seasons here he's been banged up and his body's breaking down because he plays a violent sport and he's a big dude who's been getting the shit kicked out of him and shit kicking people and everything but man he was straight up dominant you want to talk about like a positional advantage um at the defensive end position when he was first entering the league like that dude put up a pile of points and he caught like what freaking six seven touchdowns in one year he, or whatever he did yeah they <laughs> used them on offense yeah, yeah. I, I remember yeah. that yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was a lot of fun, and uh, but yeah, those were those were some names. Um, you know, early JJ Watt was a revelation when when you're like, holy shit, this guy is uh, taking the position over. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Routine twenty sack seasons, like yeah, which is insane. It, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, so Dequel ja- Dequel Jackson definitely, London Fletcher, Zach yes. Thomas, those are yeah. my guys. Um, yep. Yeah, and the, and then who was who was the Jets guy? Um, what the hell was his name? Oh man, I know you're talking about too. I, I know I, it's not coming to me right now, but but <laughs> it, you know it was a different game back then, right? Like so, yeah. It, now it's almost like kind of rebounded, where it's hard to get early in the season anyway. It's hard to get yeah. those a- anchor linebackers because not there's you know each team maybe has one guy that plays 100 yeah. percent of snaps, and you know occasionally you got a defense that has a couple. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, it's still linebacker. You can get guys, you know, through yeah. waivers and shit. But back then it was guaranteed two guys playing hundred yeah. percent of snaps and sometimes three, uh, yeah. you know, so you could always get that. And man, those guys put up some points. Oh yeah, it absolutely. Like the, uh, options are plentiful, man. Like, the base defense was used a lot more and those guys fucking eight snaps every game and eight tackles. And you could, um, you could find plenty of options if you needed them then. And it was fun. Uh, I, I agree. It's th- the times are changing, but um, you know, you like you said, I, I think you put it pretty well. You can still, you know, if you take your time and, and check the wire and, and keep up on snap counts and in the, the playing time trends and just keep an open ear to what some smart people are saying, you know, around Twitter or on whatever website you, you know, you follow and um, you, you know, you, you can find those guys. So. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Or you can find guys. You can find guys you can plug in, I should say. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying to look up this freaking Jets guy now. It's driving me nuts. Um, What the hell? I'm thinking of David Harris is what I'm thinking of from Michigan, but I don't think that's him because I just – I'm a Michigan fan, but it wasn't him. No, it it wasn't. This was like uh, Jonathan Vilma. 
Jonathan Vilma. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, that's it. Yeah. Cause I, yep. I picture, I picture it with the jets and then the saints, you know, that question where you, you know, you have an answer and you know, it's not right. David Harris was that answer. Where I'm like, Oh, if you needed one, I'd give you that one. You just tell me now, dude, that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Vilma, those, yeah. those, yeah. those guys were great, man. Like just, you know, guaranteed, you know, eight to 10 tackles a game at, at yeah. those dudes like that. It's just a different era, different yeah. era. <laughs> yeah, the game was different. It, it's crazy. It wasn't too long ago. It was long enough ago, but yeah, the game was different. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, so how about uh, you know, if you're not, um, if you're, wh- what do you like besides football? You watch any other sports? Oh yeah, um, big time uh, golf fan. I watch a lot of golf. Like it's Masters uh, week yeah. right now, so yep. I'm super excited. Um, I got a couple bets on some guys and uh, I got in a pool where you pick golfers out of tears. And, um, and I just, I literally enjoy it watching it without anything on the line, but it's just fun to do stuff like that. Um, I watch, uh, I'm a huge college basketball fan. Um, so March, you know, everybody loves March madness. Uh, it's awesome. And I, I actually, during the season two, I could pretty much watch any college basketball game. I've always been a huge fan. Um, and the, the UFC, I, I try to watch as much UFC as I can crazy crazy sport um but it, once uh once i started getting into it i i certainly uh enjoy it and uh baseball i i do i do watch baseball i, I like to i'm a tigers and a cubs fan so i watch as many of those games as i can um you know not quite as passionate as football or anything but do enjoy the sport i, I played it for a lot of years as well so yeah there, there's a there's like a routine to the seasons there's a yeah. flow right like yeah. Like, yeah. like right now, right now for, it's football is like, you know, fairly far from my mind. It, it's uh, it was just March Madness and, yeah. you know, uh, it, it'll be NBA playoffs and baseball and, and, you know, we'll get, we'll get back to football when it's time. <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, I, I love the college basketball answer that that's, that was traditionally my favorite, uh, second favorite sport. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Cause in, in Connecticut, all, we don't have anything except UConn. So. Right. Was, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it was it was Calhoun, it was UConn, and uh, especially back in the day when the Big East was yeah. like really really good. Oh um, yeah. Oh man, those rivalries when you got you know Patino down there and Bayheim <laughs> and all those guys and yeah. you know oh man that that was when the Big East and the ACC were both really good. Like that was great college basketball. That was that was some really really good years. Yeah, I was I was I was actually a, I used to really get excited to, for the Big East tournament every year too. Yeah, I, yep. I used to love it. You know, I mean, championship week when it hits tournament times, awesome. So you know, Big Ten tournaments a lot of fun too down in Indianapolis. But the Big East was another one too. Back you know the original Big East there was one that I uh, really really enjoyed and looked forward to. Yeah, that was some great teams and the rivalries, man. Those guys went at it, you know. Oh yeah. 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 No, it's, it's too bad that they kind of nuked that in favor yeah. of football, which yeah. is crazy. Cause, cause UConn and you know, Louisville, yeah. Louisville was okay when, uh, you know, Lamar was there and whatnot, but right, right. Th- they are never ever going to sniff a national title. So why no, are we, yeah. why are we screwing around with this? You know, like it's so stupid. <laughs> it's a great point, dude. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. Love that. Good stuff right there. What about, uh, okay. So you mentioned you like playing golf. Uh, what, what else besides, what else for hobbies besides, um, writing and ranking and playing golf and stuff like that? Um, I'm a big music fan. Um, you know, uh, my dad's been a musician. He still plays in bands. Well, he's been a musician. He is a musician, still plays in bands. Um, so I'm a big, I'm a big music fan. I play bass guitar. I have since I was about 12 or so, um, played in a, a heavy metal rock 
cover band for about seven, eight years in my early 20s. I had a lot of fun doing that. So music's a pretty big part of my life. I go to concerts every now and then, um, not as much as I used to, but uh, certainly, uh, you know, music's a big part of my days and stuff, you know, whether it's at work listening or checking out new stuff. And um, I, I like to play cards. I like to play poker. I like to play cribbage. I like to play euchre. You know, a lot of my our get togethers when, when we, whether it's for a game or we just get together on a weekend, everybody goes to somebody's house, bring the kids over. We sit, sit around, shoot the shit, play cards. Um, that's golf cards and, uh, and music are probably my main hobbies. Uh, and you know, maybe whatever my daughter gets into, she likes softball or volleyball or whatever, I guess that'll be some hobbies as well. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome, man. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Like we're right. Uh, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, we're not 18 anymore. Like, no. uh, you know, I'm, I'm a okay with the slowed down life these days. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Same here, brother. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Good shit. Good shit. So how, how'd you get into the, uh, the writing, the ranking, the IDP guys stuff? I mean, so I, I remember I, I, you know, I tried to tempt you to the dark side, but before that, how did you decide that you wanted to do that stuff? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, we had talked previously here a little bit ago about, you know, how I got into IDP and I uh, really liked it and got deeper into the strategy and, and players and whatnot. And, um, uh, like it was, was it 2018? I got into the Scott Fishbowl, and that's when I created a Twitter account, account too. I wasn't on Twitter before that or anything. So I got in the Scott Fishbowl, got put in a league with uh, some other fans, and um, gosh, some pretty big name analysts. And um, uh, there was an actor too. I got a celebrity in my division too. Um, oh, wow. From Psych. The main character. Oh my god, I'm having a brain fart. The psych. What what the hell is psych? The show psych. Oh god. I don't, I don't think I ever seen that. Yeah. Anyway, but, yeah, I can then, no, there definitely are actors in there though. I've yes, James Roday. Yeah. Sorry. James Roday. Okay. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Sorry. I had a brain fart. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I got a division with a celebrity, luckily, and a couple big analysts. Anyway, so I got in that, created a Twitter account and um Got on there, discovered fantasy Twitter existed. <laughs> Didn't know before that. And um, uh, stumbled upon, uh, I used to, you know, there was websites I used to go to for IDP stuff. And uh, Fake Pigskin happened to be one of them. Uh, Mike Waller uh, had, had used to write there back in the day. And then B did um, IDP with B there. He, he went to DLF after, I believe. Um, B, B was there. And I used to, there were some other writers too, some really good ones. And yeah, that was one site. Anyway, I followed them. And seeing they were looking for writers one day, and I always wanted to give it a shot, you know, because it just seemed like interesting. I want to try to write and rank and all that because I kind of did my own rankings anyway. And uh, I DM'd the site, and they're like, Yeah, you know, we're always looking for writers. I was like, I have literally no experience. Like, oh, that's fine, you know, um, throw something together. And well, at first it was, Well, what are you thinking about writing about? I was like, I don't know, my favorite league is uh, 16 team dynasty league, full offense IDP. And they're like, Oh, we're always looking for IDP writers, man. Um, nice. if you want to try, you know, and I'm like, Oh sure. So I wrote a, uh, I was like, it was after the draft about that time. And I was like, what, what could I write about? I'm like, what am I trying to do right now? Strategy wise. And I was trying to buy low on second year linebackers that didn't get a ton of playing time. This, you know, one of the strategies you like to buy low to see if you can get that little bump year two at, at a nice price. So I wrote an article on, 
Oh, I think it was. I know it was a pack. It was Oren Burks. That didn't work out. So that's yeah. that went. That was shit. Um, Oren Burks, Rashawn Evans. Mm. Ah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, we're talking some major whiffs here. The other one, I don't even remember what the third one was. Anyway, so I wrote the article and it got posted. And I was super excited <laughs> at the time. Um, and then you know the the um, the guy who. Uh, who ran the site at the time uh, really, uh, really just helped me along the way. Like gave me tips, you know, you, you write, um, you, you know, you got, a, you got a good base of your writing. You just got a lot of passive voice or you need some more transition words, you know, like tips, try this. Just, I mean, not like pushy at all, just like here, some tips and kind of helped me along the way. And then I did some rank, I did some rankings and, and then I just, started something would come to my head i'd write an article and and then um i was at fake pigskin for a year and then i was lucky enough to, to i was on fantasy twitter and then i ran into some more guys that liked idp that i hadn't talked to before and i ran into uh to you and uh uh joey and nate and hollywood and zach um you know and and the guys over at at uh, the idp show josh and, and adam and bobby and you know i was just like we all had the same interest and you know you guys are all not only are you all super smart fantasy minds but you're all just great guys man great dudes and you know just hit it off with you guys and you know we're talking football then we're we're sending poop memes back and forth and like it's like yeah this is this is cool you know this is awesome and then <laughs> so um you know i got to meet a great group of people and um i was at fake pigskin for a year and then you and nate were talking to me about coming over and and that was like, yeah, I, you know, eventually um, I was like, yeah, I get this. I knew it's what I wanted to do. I just felt loyal to, you know, the, the site. And it was hard for me to leave, you know, where I started because I didn't really know how it all worked. But I knew I wanted to join what you guys were doing because, you know, the guy, the people I, hung, I talked to the most and, and, and chummed it up with and talked to. And, and uh, I saw the site was growing and really doing cool stuff. And that's how I ended up at IDP, guys. And you guys have been stuck with me. Sense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's that's awesome, man. Yeah, and you know that that stuff happens, but it, you know it's it. We're all working towards the same goal, though, right? Like yeah. we're all just trying to grow IDP a little bit and and help yeah. the people that want to win. That's that's like that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're we're you know we're not we're not trying to engagement farm our way to ten thousand right. people following us. It's it's supposed to be for the people that help you win. I, I still have a folder that uh, is screenshots and texts and DMS from yeah. people I, I help win to remind me, like, this is what you're doing it for. Like, you know? Yeah, no, I, and honestly, that's awesome. And that, um, when you say you always talk about that, like if, if you writing about somebody, one person in your, whether it's the monster article or this, and you're like, uh, maybe that guy's too obvious of a, of a pick for a, you know, a sleeper or whatever, but if that helps one person, it's worth it. And that really resonated with me. And it changed kind of how I did the, the waiver article, because, you know, I played a lot of deep roster leagues and, and I'm always looking at, you know, the, the guys at the bottom of the roster who could do something or get a few snaps or whatever, you know, the lesser known names in these deep leagues that I play with sharks, like with you and the, and Joey and, and the guys from the, from the IDP show and, and, and whoever, and, um, you kind of sometimes lose track of that when you're not writing maybe some of the more obvious names that aren't huge names to the smaller, uh, 
not small, not smaller leagues is knowledge wise, but smaller starting requirements, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like not all leagues are different. I think everybody knows what eventually knows what's going on once they get into it. You know, it's like we're playing a game here. Have fun. But, you know, some league structures are different. So there might be bigger names sitting on their waiver wire. So it's like, yeah, maybe I should write this guy up because if one person's like, oh, I didn't realize so-and-so was on the waiver wire and was a pretty good player and they pick him up and it helps them, um, it's worth it. I don't care if somebody writes a message on underneath my post on Twitter and says, oh, like that guy's available. That's fine. He's not in your league. Great. But if one person picks him up and it helps him, and I've had DMs where that's happened, you know, that's what it's all about. Like if I can't help anybody who plays, you know, get some kind of advantage to help their team, then I'm not what that's, what am I writing for? You know? Right. Right. No, that's, that's the point, man. Yeah. We, we just put it out there and whatever can help them helps them. And you know, yeah. it, the more we put out there statistically, the better chance we have of helping someone, you know, when they're leaving. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And, the- I, yeah. That's, I always, uh, I, that, that always resonated with me when you say that, you know, it's like, that's what it's all about. And I don't know everything. I'm not that smart. You know what I mean? Like I do my best to get the most, likeliest outcome of a player maybe getting playing time but man you know i'm just a guy who enjoys the game you know likes to write about it as a hobby <laughs> you know right right it's not that it's not that serious yeah yeah know, people, yeah yeah it can get crazy we'll, we'll get into that later that's <laughs> yeah. on the list that I I, I I added a question you know on that list after uh the nate interview um but all right shifting gears real quick so fa- favorite Mo- like maybe like couple few each favorite movies and tv shows all time okay i would say this is a, a general uh is a general perspective i guess is pretty much anything marvel i'll watch oh yeah and, and enjoy um i these these movies i wrote four movies here that i know i've watched a million times and watch anytime they come on and one is goodfellas classic uh gangs of new york with leonardo dicaprio and daniel day lewis uh that movie I just love that movie. Uh, the Departed, another Leo movie. I guess I should just yeah. get a get a Leo tattoo right over my heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the uh, the Big Lebowski. Um, that that one, it's still funny to me. I know maybe it's not for everybody, but it's still funny to me. Um, and favorite TV shows, uh, Breaking Bad for sure. Mm. Um, I love I love the show Ozark on Netflix. That show uh, when it releases, I binge the shit out of it. <laughs> and yeah. uh, absolutely love that show and then some old classics uh seinfeld i've seen every episode at least five times uh the office and the sopranos nice nice yeah <laughs> yeah that's a solid list right there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's man uh, good name. good variety you know <laughs> yeah yeah you would love this uh we got a restaurant near us in uh in connecticut that's um it's literally called goodfellas and it's, it's oh this- awesome so it's it's designed after the the restaurant that the guy gets his uh it, the two dudes get shot in the face in uh Godfather One with the the white and yeah. black t- tile on the floor and and the, yeah. the tablecloths and nice you know <laughs> nice Italian food. So like, what's, that's the design. It's classic Italian cooking, and on all the TVs they've got mafia movies playing in the background. So what you get oh with my that, God is oh it's great it, it's incredible it what you get with that is this weird mixture where you're this this like 70 year old you know husband and wife 
eating their veal parm and above them on the TV, someone's getting fucking beat to death with a brick and there, and there's like blood flying everywhere. And they're like, fuck you motherfucker. I'll fucking kill you. And I'm just like, what is this place? What is this? Everybody just casually dying while there's a fucking yeah. bloodshed on the TV. <laughs> it's it because you know they're not pulling punches. They're they're putting good yeah. fellas. They're they're putting casino yeah. up there. You know. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It, you know, unedited. It's the DVD. It's not the TNT version. <laughs> it's the DVD. <laughs> Dude, that is amazing. That's worth the trip alone. It sounds like. <laughs> oh, it's, it's an ex- for me. It's yeah. an experience. It, yeah, it, it's really good. It's amazing. So, that is amazing. Uh, all right. Hey, that's that's a good list. That's a good list. All right. So switch switching back to IDP. I like to go back and forth here. So yeah. who are who are some maybe some sleepers you're banging the drum for this year? And then rookie wise, I, I so I got a question on that too. So so sure. Thibodeau, Hutchinson, those guys. Where would you put them compared to like? Chase Young, Nick Bosa, would you put them in that level or just behind it? Or what do you think? You may start with the rookies. Yeah, sure. Let's start there and then some yeah. sleepers. Um, Thibodeau Hutchinson compared to the Bosa bros and Chase Young. Um, you know, oh man, I think Chase Young, I, I, I'm still, you know, very optimistic on Chase Young. Has it been Same. ideal? I I think I had a I had a really big grade on him coming out. I thought he was awesome. Um, just a total package, just a physical beast. Um, so I'm very optimistic. I think I had I have Thibodeau Hutchinson a little below him, um, as far as a prospect coming out. Hutchinson reminds me he plays like the Bosa brothers. I don't think he I don't think I'd put him in that same. He'd be a little bit below for me, I would say. But I think he's really good. And and Thibodeau I think has a higher ceiling than Hutchinson, but I'm, I, I have Hutch in my rankings. Actually, I have Hutchinson one, Thibodeau two, but it's like one, a, you know, one, one, a, whatever. Um, Hutchinson plays similarly to, 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 to Joey Bosa to me for sure, because he likes to play through contact. You know, he's not, not a, uh, a speed rusher. And I'm sure people have heard this before. He's not, it's not that he doesn't have speed, right? He's got enough speed there for fucking NFL players. They're the best of the best in the world. Right. But, yeah. um, you know, the thing is with uh, with with a pass rusher that's going to go one overall or two overall, you know, you, you look for that elite speed rush and that elite bend, and he doesn't quite hit those huge elite thresholds. It's not bad. Now, explosion-wise, off the snap, his speed his speed to power is phenomenal. He's explosive off the snap. He, he's got an array of pass rush moves. He's got a plan. He can stack and shed blocks so he can get off of it. Um, and he just plays through contact kind of like Joey Bosa does. He's not scared to get India cause he, he's going to win. You know, he doesn't have a ton of length that you might want either, but, um, he's similar in play style, you know, to, to Joey and Nick Bosa for sure. And Thibodeau's, uh, you know, athletically just a gifted dude, um, speed bend, um, they fucking Oregon dropped him into coverage and he was good at that too. For a man, his size, he, he did fine. You know, not that I don't think NFL teams are necessarily going to do that. I'm just saying he, you know, he could do that when he was asked. Um, uh, yeah, he's got, there's a lot to like with his game. I think he's got a, a high ceiling if, if he, you know, progresses to the player that he's shown he has, has been at times at Oregon. I think there's a little bit of draft fatigue with, with him and Hutchinson right now, like every year, you know, these guys get talked about so much and you just nitpick and pick them apart. I think they're both very good players and, I think they're going to, you know, I, I, I'm very confident Hutchinson's going to be a, 
a solid 10 year pro. You nice. Know? Nice. Cause, cause I was thinking about this the other day and it's, I got a few leagues where it's like, you know, 12, 16 guy leagues and uh, the yeah. rookie, the rookie picks are coming and it's like, do I want to spend that first round pick and maybe grab one of those guys and lock it up for 10 years? you know, have right. that defensive end for 10 years or just go offense like everyone does. You know what I mean? Like, right. And, and the last time I did that was Chase Young. I, yeah. I was you just going to say that the last time I did that was Chase. I, I took Chase Young 13, 12 or 13th, I think in, in that 16 team league I've talked about tonight. Um, And I was like, I had a chance to move back a couple spots because somebody was looking to move up, but I didn't know who they were going up for. And I refused. Yep. They were actually looking to go offense. And I was like, I just got to get them. But oh, I'm, oh yeah. I'm unsure. I have to. Uh, I have to put my offensive rankings together to see where I sit with that this year. But we'll we'll talk about when we get there. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And then and and then what about you know guys that have been in the league and you know with all the the free agency moves and guys shuffling around who who, who you got for sleepers this year? Um, some sleepers. Yeah. Um, I don't know that this guy necessarily is a sleeper per se because he gets talked about a lot, but it's a guy I bang the drum for a ton as a rookie, and that is Zayvon Collins in uh, in Arizona. I mean, his, I don't necessarily think he's this big sleeper or anything, but he's a guy that I'm still um, very optimistic about. I, I'm not ready to give up. He had I, I was a big fan of his coming out of Tulsa. I love the size, the the athleticism the combo there the skill set you know as far as a box defender getting downhill um you know he, he athletically can get it done and he, you know he had some coverage upside and he was a really good blitzer and they drafted him in the first round said all the right things about him taking over jordan hicks you're going to be gone to whatever team is looking for a linebacker and none of that shit happened. Jordan Hicks played every every snap, and Zayvon, you know, got limited action and wasn't great at all, really, when he was out there. He was a liability in coverage. And but I'm optimistic that you know a, a full off season for him here, and now he probably knows what it takes. He's gonna have to do. I mean, he's gonna have to make some adjustments, obviously. But um, I think I'm optimistic about him in year two. I could be wrong, but uh, I'm. I'm not giving up now, but he'd be my linebacker that I'm most passionate about right now, making the year two leap for sure. Um, uh, uh, Edge or defensive end, uh, Quiddy Pay, uh, Michigan guy. Um, He he showed some flashes his first year. I always thought he would take a little bit. He was a guy athletically gifted, size, strength, explosive. I mean, he has everything you look for athletically trait-wise. He he was a bull rush guy in college, and he could get away with it because it was so freaking dominant. And he was just going to have to develop more of a plan in the pros because those offensive tackles are big men. <laughs> you know, they just, <laughs> they'll eat you, <laughs> you know? Yep. So yep. Um, they'll take it to you and kick your ass. But uh, so Quiddy, I like Quiddy Pay to take a nice little year to, to leap here. Um, safety is a guy that I've always been a fan of, and that's Jordan Whitehead. Uh, you know, he's getting a new opportunity with the Jets. I was a fan of his coming out of pit. He's not an overly big guy for his safety, but he's feisty as hell, you know, and he's scrappy and he plays – a good mix of, of box and slot snaps compared to just sitting back at free safety. You know, he was utilized uh, ideally for a guy of his size, you know, enough box snaps and slot snaps for, you know, conducive for IDP production. And I like him getting a chance with a new team here in, in the Jets. So he's, he's one of those, uh, Johnny the Greek mouse click guys, I think you could get late in your drafts, man. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, they were starting Elijah Riley last year for Christ's sakes. Like, it, I, I, I <laughs> yeah. think, 
I think it's a good bet. He'll see some playing time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, defensive tackle uh, is another, I'm not necessarily maybe a sleeper, but Christian Barmore, um, he was a, a, a just a beast at Alabama. I mean, and he had a really nice, really quietly a nice rookie season for New England. And I think, you know, he's going to build off that. And I think he could be a really big time defensive tackle this year for IDP and NFL and IDP wise. So excited for him. Nice. Nice. Yeah, no, those are some good ones. I, I like all those that that sounds pretty good. If you had to do so. So I think Mount Rushmore has what four faces on it. So, so you yeah. Got, Give me your Mount Rushmore all-time IDP greats. My my, my all-time greats. So I got linebackers, Luke Keekley. Um yep. I mean, it's that was just, you know, the, the an easy pick. Another easy pick, Aaron Donald, defensive tackle. Oh yeah. Um yeah, another one chalk. These are chalky, <laughs> you know. But they're these guys are who else are you going to pick as far as my time playing IDP, these guys are so dominant at their respective positions. Uh, defensive ends, JJ Watt, like we were talking about earlier, he came in and took the league by storm. 20 sack seasons consecutively are Oof. just unheard of, right? Right. Uh, catching touchdowns and shit too. Unbelievable. And safety, <laughs> safety is a guy. Um, well, I'll just say who it is. Harrison Smith for me. I love that. Could, I love that. Yeah. And it, and it's because he's been so productive. I believe he had a hundred tackle season as a rookie um, when he came in and he's just been the most productive guy year in and year out. And you now, and it seems like these past few years you could get him. He used to be valued pretty high for oh, a while. Yeah. And yep. he always returned the value because he was just weekly, just a really high floor safety tackle floor. And now he just sits at the bottom of these drafts for value because he's old. It's yeah. insane. It's insane. And, and let, you know, the year before last, I, I know I was shoveling some dirt on him because, because he had a down year and it was like, eh, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe this is the end. And then last year right. it was not the end. Uh, yeah. whole, holy shit. Did he have a good year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I do it. And that is an excellent point. I agree. I was kind of the same way. And that's what kind of made me, made him probably pop my head the most because I thought it was over. And then, you know, listen up. I ain't fucking done yet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he came back yeah. in a big way last year. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. No, that's, that's a really solid Mount Rushmore. I, I like that right there. So oh, thanks, man. Let, let's, uh, let's, let's rapid fire your ones for the year. Who, so if you had to, you know, stupid early prediction, yeah. who, who would you take in, you know, in inside linebacker one, who you got this year? Uh, I got Roquan Smith. Okay, that uh, Nate, Nate also said that. I've also okay. said that, so that okay. makes sense. How about pass rush linebacker, outside linebacker? I have TJ Watt count there. Yep, that's also, <laughs> yeah. we, we all said that. Uh, yep. yep, very chalky. What about defensive end one? Another chalky, Nick Bosa. Okay, Nate, Nate said Garrett. Uh, I am, <laughs> okay. I'm, 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 you know, coin flip, but... But yeah. it it, do, it does look like Bosa is starting to take over as as the guy. Yeah, they're both awesome. Yeah, I, it's the two I was juggling. I lean Bosa. Um, yeah, both studs. Yep. How about a defensive tackle? I, I'm sure this will be shocking. Yeah, uh, shocker here, uh, Aaron Donald. You know, just uh, <laughs> really going out of limb there, grabbing that low hanging fruit and just eating it. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Hey, until he retires, he's the guy. So yeah, yeah, I don't want him to show up at my house and whoop my ass if I don't put him as my DT one. You know, <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. What about safety though? We've gotten some different answers on safety. 
Uh, I got. I'm, I'm a Derwin guy, so I went with Derwin. Um, nice. You, you can't argue with that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love his game. He's just uh, so much fun to watch, and I I want a healthy Derwin from here on out because it's good for the game. And it's good for IDP. You know. It, yeah, it, it really is. Uh, what, what about a corner? This is a tough one. Corner. Who are you taking a corner? Um, I I feel like it's kind of chalky. I went with Kenny Moore. I just love Kenny Moore. I know uh, Eberflus is gone and whatnot, but um, I, Kenny Moore is just so damn good. You know what? I, I think that is a great answer, right? So a lot of people are going to overcorrect and go uh, Trayvon this year, but I – me in the in the best balls and the startups I've been doing the last couple of months, like Marlon Humphrey's dropped off the face of the planet. People forgot about him. Like I've been yeah. taking Marlon Humphrey, AJ Terrell, Kendall Fuller, mm. um, Kenny Moore if I can get him. But but enough yeah. people enough people know that Kenny Moore is excellent year in and year out that he's going like right behind Trayvon, basically. So yeah, it's yeah, that's you know, his consistency at corner is like ridiculous it is it is dude it absolutely is he's he's so damn good nice nice yeah okay those are those are great answers uh how about a curveball so what is something hard you've overcome in your life and what did it teach you um so something hard i've overcome in my life and this didn't hit me until a little later in life is um anxiety um it hit me in my kind of mid to late 20s um I started to feel it wasn't all the time, but I started to feel a little different, I guess you could say off, not completely, you know, was still functioning. Okay. Everything, but just felt off. And I had a panic attack and out of nowhere one time, didn't know what the hell was going on or what it was. And, uh, felt off for a few days after. And, and that's when I found out like, you know, something I'm going to deal with from here on out. Um, I never had it earlier in life. It, like I said, it, it came to me later in life. And, um, you know, it's not all the time, but some days you just wake up and feel a little, uh, a little off. And uh, it's something, you know, I don't know, maybe it was getting older and, and life was changing and there's different pressures, whether it's work or family, whatever. And I didn't realize, you know, uh, maybe it, it was weighing on me a little bit. I don't know. Uh, I still really don't know. It just showed up one day and, and uh, now it's something that I deal with and, you know, it's sometimes it's week to week or, you know, maybe a few days, but um, just got to learn to, you know, concentrate on what's important in life and, you know, make sure your mind's in the right place. And I think as far as what it's taught me is it's important to focus on the things that really matter and, you know, uh, I guess, you know, fade the noise as they say, or whatever, um, it, whatever that may be in your situation. And um, yeah, it, it's probably, you know, it can be something that's hard to deal with. And I'm sure some people have it struggle with it more deeply than I do for certain. Oh, oh dude, dude. It's, it's, it's fucking everywhere. Are you kidding? Yeah. Me? So, yeah. so the, I'm, I'm out here opening, a uh, an addiction clinic, basically in home addiction yeah. clinic in Ohio. And our waiting list for therapists is three, three months minimum right now. Wow. Yeah. To, to get wow. a, a single visit, one visit. Um, yeah. so it, dude, it's everyone between the pandemic, you know, world war fucking yeah. three is right around the corner. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's tough. It's tough, man. And everyone deals with it in their own way. A lot of people just drink themselves stupid. Like, you know, I, I see that all the time. Like 
I, that used to be me, right? Like, uh, you know, the well-known alcoholic drug addict here in, you know, in recovery for six years now, but it's like, that's how I dealt with it. And you got to, whatever it is for you, you got to find a way to, to figure it out. Cause we're all going to have those feelings. And it's like, you know what? Yeah. What that, that, that's a good question. What do you do to get through that? So like, I, I exercise, I get my mind off it. I, you know, I, I go to therapy. I could give a flying fuck if anyone knows that, like, it's what right. works for it's what works for me and yeah. uh, it, it keeps me happy and healthy. And I think that's awesome, man, because I think that is huge. Like you should do should not be, you know, feel ashamed that you go to therapy, whatever it is you do, like whatever you need to do to make you feel better or help you get through something like it's important. And like that's a, a sign of a strong person in my mind that's openly taking the initiative to do whatever they need to do to feel better. You know, um, yeah, I think a lot of uh, things I do, I have, you know, ADD in my mind races, um, you know, I, so like thoughts, they they uh, snowball. Right. So um, and you worry and whatever. So I guess I just need to, you know, sometimes I'll just sit in a quiet room with my eyes closed. It, I, I'm not going to say meditate because I really don't know how to meditate. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, my version, dude. Me, me, me either, man. But yeah, <laughs> so, so, yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's all. That's all you need, though, is just to take yeah. a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll come home from work and I'll, you know, and uh, I'll look at my wife and say, "I just need, you know, uh, 20, 30 minutes." Uh, just after a crazy day that's busy, you know. Um, and uh, a lot of times, uh, choice of music will help. You yeah. Know? I'm a I'm a known metalhead, so I listen to fast crazy shit. But the days I'm not feeling great, I I listen to uh, the oldies, you know, and just to slow it down and, and just that vibe, you know, um, things like that. And I'll read, you know, maybe something. And a lot of it too is uh, something that helps me a lot too is just nonsense bullshit podcasts where they're just just like funny shit, you know, like just not serious things or whatever, you know, they kind of. It gets your mind uh, out of, uh, you know, the tunnel vision of something that might be bothering you or whatever. But stuff like that. I just need to concentrate to know what I'm not feeling right and to make sure I'm doing things to, uh, you know, make make myself uh, in the right state of mind. You know, to that's it, man. Move move a move move a muscle, change a thought. That's that's what I love that. I love that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's. That, that's awesome, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you talked about that because because anyone anyone that tells you that they're perfect and they don't have feelings like that is just fucking lying right through their teeth. Right. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, no, I agree. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I guess. Um, I, I'm in general. I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky guy in everything, and I guess I'm not the type that really talks about feelings per se. Um, not that I think it's a bad thing. I just kind of keep it to myself, but. When I do, you feel better when you do, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> right. It, 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 it loses its power when you say it out loud. Yep. That is, that's awesome. That is, could not agree more. Yeah. So, um, awesome. yeah, just kind of. Yeah, no, I was just going to say great answer. That That's, oh, <clears> thank that, you. that's a, uh, that's a perfect answer. I love that. Um, thank you. So, so what about. You know, we're switching back here. So what's what's you know, we're in a bunch of like ridiculous leagues. So this is <laughs> this, this this is obviously going to be, you know, take take it with a grain of salt slash, you know, these are not all going to be the same. But in general, in general, what's your approach to like IDP drafting, IDP strategy, all things being being even. Um, 
are you a you know anchor linebacker guy um you know you punt linebacker grab defensive line like in our typical league how do you approach that yeah um i, I love this question and uh, our typical league with the with the deep you know uh starting rosters which i love and and this and that um at each position uh, i i'm generally a uh I, I try to grab elite pass rushers out of that elite tier you know i like to build my offense i like to get a good good offense going at the skill positions you know that good core you need it you have to um yeah. and then when i start you know feeling that run on those elite pass rushers or maybe one comes off the board or i feel it's time like that's where I kind of get my focus to is to try to grab the Nick Bosa's, the Miles Garrett's, you know, the Chase Young could be that guy if you're willing to, to, to take him and hope for that bounce back or whatever. Um, TJ Watt, you know, um, I I want to get I want to get one of those guys, and if I pick on a, the back end or whatever, if I can get two right away, oh yeah, love it, you know, and uh, and if we're playing. Uh, Position specific, position specific. Holy shit, position specific. Yeah, yeah. Um, me and you, uh, we like those cheat clappers, man. We like the defensive tackles, the the, the positional advantage. Um, you know, if we're playing position specific, I'll I'll look to get the Aaron Donald, DeForest Buckner, or, or Jeffrey Simmons, or whatever. And I know I have a stud at the position, and I might win that battle. Like I love your Yahoo League because you start two of them. Yes. Two defensive tackles. Yes. Right? Yes. The 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 one I won, Keen Keen this year. I think I yeah. had Don Donald and Cameron Hayward. Which Just, was, oh yeah. Yeah. Finished one yeah. two in in yeah. most scoring this year. So yeah. that was like, whoo, got lucky there. <laughs> yeah, you're you're shit in everybody in that position every week, you know. Um, so I'll I'll focus there to get that positional advantage, and then, like I said, the elite uh, tier of defensive ends, and then <clears throat> I like to pick out. I, when I do that, I generally am not going to get the Roquans or Darius Leonard's right. or Devin right. White's. But then I want a, a guy I feel is an anchor linebacker, you know, that I'm very comfortable with as my LB1. And for the last few years, that was like Eric Kendricks for me was yes. kind of moving up now because he's had those breakout years. But he was like this perfect LB2 for like years because the guy was – he's an excellent NFL linebacker and he was a solid uh, uh, IDP linebacker too for sure. And he kind of made that jump a little bit into this LB1 field lately. You know, a guy like that that I was comfortable with. And then if there was another guy that kind of fell in that tier of maybe I felt he was could be an anchor linebacker for you, if I could get another one, then I would try to try to do that. Or I would just wait and grab, you know, just the guys that everybody lets slip in blatant drafts. You know, maybe it's like – you know, old man Demario Davis who had a resurgence yeah. at thirty-one or whatever. You know, right, right. You know, it, it, and and we're out in front of these things too. <clears throat> like we knew, you know, a lot of us picked Foyer and and Okariki last year, and right, and they had, Okariki's they had, another one. Yeah. They, yeah, they had great seasons, great seasons. Like you know, that that was a okay, we, and and because we're so loaded at pass rush, we're killing them there. We, we yes. can deal. We can deal with the a little bit less great linebacker. Um, and, you know, and then grab the TJ Edwards of the world when they come around and, and yeah. throw that guy in. Absolutely. You know, like I, so I was just going to say, you know, if you have, if you can get a couple of solid set it, forget it, click, click the box every week and you're good. If we start four, like most of our leagues are, I know those Johnny the Greek price of a Mulskwick guys are going to be out there. The Camus Grugier Hills, right. the fucking Tay yeah. Crowder fell into snaps and they're, they're going to pop up. I know the, the position's changing because the defensive, 
that nobody runs base. Everybody runs four, two, five, big nickel or what, you know, whatever it is. So there's not as many full times as there was back when we were talking the Gerard Mayo days and the AJ Hawk days. And, but there's still guys that are going to fall into snaps because injuries happen. It's a violent game. You know, um, it's a violent position. So as long as you keep up, it's very important to work waivers in these deep roster leagues or any league in general, just stand up on who's getting snaps, who's losing snaps, who's hurt, who's next man up, you know, keeping up on that. You're, you're at an advantage right there because in turn and burn your back end, if you got a guy that you like, but he ain't doing nothing for you and he's, he's not getting playing time, pick up these guys that could walk into a, into a, a valuable spot, you know? Definitely, man. And, I, and I've noticed, uh, you know, the, the first episode, Nate, we talked about this a little bit, too. Like the, the longer we're in the IDP world, the less I am concerned or give a shit about having the best IDP defense. I could give a I could give a crap. Um, yeah. Now, now yeah. I, I, I want the best. I want the best offense. I want yeah. if it's super flex. I want. Like last year, I had a super flex league with Burrow and Kyler Murray. That's that oh, that that that, yeah. that team won yeah. a title. Um, yeah. I, I I want that, and then I want another quarterback and another quarterback so that I've got backups when they go down. Uh, yeah. I, I want depth on offense. I want an okay defense that I can tweak yeah. over the over the course of the season to make it better. And because I'm streaming corner. I'm going to yep. make up points on you because you, you're not yeah. you, but you know, most people, um, I get it, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I appreciate it, that, but <laughs> yeah, no, you, you understand the art form, but we've got ways we can tweak things yeah. to, to make up for, you know, not going all the way in on our IDP and our offense is that much better because of that. I love that dude. And you're playing to your strength, right? As a uh, fantasy player. And, and I, it's kind of like, you know, I want, like you said, I want to build my offense early, get those stud offensive players, and I'm confident I can churn and burn my IDP roster. I want a decent. I want to. I want, like I said, I want if I can get a couple of elite pass rushers to yep. lead my 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 defensive ends, DLs, whatever they're grouped as. If I can get a couple linebackers, I'm comfortable with clicking the box. Those other two spots, I want guys I like who could be something, whatever. But I'm still, I'm ready to outbid. You or whoever I got to in waivers to hopefully get the the Camus Grugier Hill and, and whoever the hell Alex Singleton or whoever pops up, you know, TJ Edwards, like you said. Um, yeah, you got to draft to your strengths, and I like I really like the uh, what you said about your you don't you don't need to have the best IDP defense. You don't give a shit, and I like that because you know that's playing to your strength. You're building your offense because you know you can work your defense to what you what you know is a winning formula for your team you know, and your strengths. It's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, 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 and that's, that's, I think that's a sign too, that like, we're still, we're still making progress. We're still getting better at this each year. Like come up with these things, right? Like uh, that, that's always good stuff. Cause you know, if we're stagnant and we're not getting any better then you know, we're we're not going to win as much. So (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Totally agree, man. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. All right. So yeah, how about this? If you won, if you won the lotto tomorrow, what would you do the rest of your life? Um, I would right away. I typed out an answer to this. Like I said, I, I, I to keep myself on track. I would build a cabin out in the woods <laughs> with a lake, and I'd build a golf course around it. Ooh! <laughs> and I would just chill, man. Have that big covered porch, sit out on the deck and relax, go swimming, whatever, and you know, hit the links. Oh, man. I don't care. That's- I don't care what I shoot. I still, you know, even when I golf now, I don't just yeah. enjoy it. You know. <laughs> oh, that that sounds great. That's the best answer I've gotten to that I think ever. Um, 
Yeah, that's good. My my idea was I, I know Z Mags would like this is just to adopt a bunch of cats and and you know buy like a man <laughs> a mansion and turn it into like a giant cat house. I love it. Basically, <laughs> dude, those critters are so fun though. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that, that that's a great answer though. I like that. Build your own <laughs> golf course. Yeah, <laughs> cabin out in the woods. You'll find me chilling, golfing, swimming, hanging on the porch, whatever. Whittling wood like an old man, whatever. Hey, that sounds great. That sounds yeah. really good. Slow pace, you know. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, so so how about here? I'll group these a little bit different. So this is a little weird, but if you could time travel and go see one event in history, what would it be and why? And it doesn't. It can be anything you want. It does not have to be a historical event, although that's the most common answer. Uh, it could be, you know. Um, I had someone the other day say the birth of their cat because they never saw their their cat being, <laughs> being born. Yeah, <laughs> this one when I when I read the question, um, like I know I, I felt like I was in a blank thought at first because it's like a holy shit I got to come up with something really cool. <clears throat> and the first thing that popped in my head was I would love to go back in time and watch how they built the Great Pyramids. Ooh, that that baffles me, man. These immaculate giant structures without the use of any modern technology. What we think, <laughs> who knows? We weren't there. Um, I would love to see how that all went together. I or you know, what just it, I, that shit blows my mind. It really does. I'm just enamored by it, dude. I, that is a great answer. I've had. I've never heard anyone say that, and I think that's it. That you know, that like Stonehenge, like like see yeah. how they did it because. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. Like, you know, how did they construct something that big that back then? How did they mathematically get like all the angles correct? And yeah, you know, like from space, it has like coordinates to it and stuff. Like, how the hell yeah, did they dude. do that? <laughs> like, yeah, it's ex exactly my thoughts, man. And that's the first thing that popped in my head after my mind went blank. Like, that's the, those are the exact thoughts that filled my head. So I was like, well, that's it. That's what I would do. <laughs> Nice. All right. Hey, that, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. So, <laughs> all right. So on the heels of that, do you think there's other intelligent life in the universe beyond us? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I'm not a, I wouldn't consider myself a conspiracy theorist, but yes, maybe I am. Maybe I am sometimes. Depends what the hell it is, but yes, I do think there is intelligent life out there other than us. I, I, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I mean, just, you know, the universe is so big, there has to be. And then that's, that's it. Yeah. What, what, what's, what's interesting is, you know, maybe two, three years ago, if you ask someone this, you'd, you'd get that, eh, I don't know thing, but, but that, uh, that UFO report from the, from the carrier group, uh, the mm. Tic Tac UFO that was on 60 minutes and all yep. over the internet and the government was like, yeah, these things exist. Like that that changed everything. Now now everyone's like, yeah, okay, yeah, they're there. Yep. 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 Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. And then you watch the uh, Bob Lazar documentary. On yes. That oh, that, that was so good. Yeah. yeah. And he did yeah. Rogan too, and that was yep. a great great interview on Rogan. That's yeah. that's. Um, I had heard the name, and I I listened to the Rogan interview. Then I went after immediately and watched the Netflix uh, uh, documentary on him. And yeah, another piece to the puzzle of of <laughs> they're out there, man. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. That that that's uh love that answer. Uh all right, so shifting gears back to football. Stupid early prediction. We always do this. Who who yeah, you got who you got winning this year? And uh who what's the Super Bowl? Who's winning? So probably boring on the NFC side. I got the I got the Rams running it back. 
I'm not oh, even no. going to. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be a homer and take Green Bay. Like I think I did the last time I was on the show a couple years ago. I went homer pick. But, you know, Jimmy G is a beautiful man and all, but you can't let him come into Lambeau and beat you and score mm. 10 points. Um, so I'm not going to I'm not going to go ahead and give Green Bay that that honor so i'm gonna run it back with uh with the rams in the nfc and i'm going buffalo in the afc Ooh. and and uh I, buffalo buffalo for the win for me i think I, it's time it's interesting you say that that is the exact same answer nate gave last night when we did episode one no shit that's awesome yeah and, and <laughs> I, I i tend to agree i think it's fairly obvious on the nfc side that the rams are just yeah. totally totally stacked i mean yes von, von miller's gone but you can yeah. find a you can find a veteran pass rusher in season or mm-hmm. before, before the season, and you're replacing Odell with Allen Robinson yeah. uh, is a wash. So yeah. you know I, I, they got the firepower to come back. Yeah. Uh, Bobby sure. Wagner now, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then on the AFC side, I think you're right too. I think Buffalo's due to make that step, and uh, with the Chiefs losing Tyreek, like. That really, yeah, really hurts them. <laughs> I agree, dude. That's I. I mean, that guy is a game wrecker. Like he has everybody in the NFL's fast, right? Well, the fast guys, you know, three hundred thirty pound linemen aren't fast per se, but these fast wide there's fast wide receivers, guys that are stupid fast. But Tyreek Hill is beyond stupid fast. Whatever the hell that is, he is. Like his stop and go is and speed is like. When you look a level above other NFL players, maybe he's an alien. I don't know. You know? <laughs> yep. Yep. That, it, it's, to this day, it blows my mind. It, it, it seriously, man. I mean, that that and the, the Devontae Adams things just, like, changed the whole chemistry yeah. of those teams. Like, it's just yeah, – Absolutely. Oh, so crazy. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's got to be Buffalo. And, um, you know, they, they got Von Miller, so their defense gets a little bit yeah. better. And Good it's God. like – you know, they're loaded. So uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, so favorite football memory overall. Um, so other than getting knocked out cold, um, in high school, other other than getting knocked out. cold, (laughs) Yeah. Um, for me, it was, uh, the green Bay super bowl wins, um, 96, 97 season, the 2010, 2011 season, um, the different, um, atmospheres or feelings, I guess. So when I was a kid, 96, 97 with my family, we're all excited together watching the game. Never forget that. And then, uh, you know, the 2010, 2011 Super Bowl, we all went to my buddy's apartment. You know, everybody brought a dish, a cooler, and we just were, I don't think anybody sat the entire game. Oh. And dude, it was, we were all together and it was exciting and we won. And then he lived right next to a bar. So we just walked over across the street. We all did a, we didn't, I, we actually didn't stay that long. But we went over there, got a drink. We all did a celebratory shot. Cheers to the super bowl and uh yeah it was just like memorable stuff you know and those were two super bowls that were memorable in their own way so yes the the the, the first one with Favre, it it started a little slow we you know weren't sure if they were gonna win and then they just opened a can of whoop ass and destroyed <laughs> yeah. the patriots in that Absolutely. one that 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 was there was not even in doubt um, but yeah. then, you know, you know, the second one there, like that was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, and they finally mm-hmm. pulled out at the win and that was a great win for Rogers, but also wasn't, uh, like Charles Woodson on that team too, I believe. Yep. Who am I? yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Clay, you know, Clay Matthews. Yeah. Um, Clay Matthews. Yeah. Nick Collins, um, made the big play there too. 
I miss Nick Collins, man. He had the bad, I believe it was neck injury and his career was cut short. He was a difference. Didn't he have a pick six? God, I, I know that he did, but uh, yeah. Um, Nick Collins was a difference maker of that defense. He was so freaking awesome. And his career was cut short. He was a big part of it. Clay Matthews, obviously, um, you know, that was kind of the emergence of uh, Jordy Nelson that run, Yeah, you know? Right. And um, yeah, it was just, they were the, they were the last team to get in and they ran the table on the road. It was amazing. Yeah. That that's right. That's right. And that, and that start, well, I mean, I don't know if it started it cause I can't remember when the giants did it. It might've been the year after that, that, that trend of wildcard teams getting hot at yeah. the right time and just yeah. going all the way through. And we've seen that a few times since then the giants, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay recently, yep. um, you know, it happens. You, you just got to get hot at the right time and that's it. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree, man. Nice. How about favorite non-football memory? And it's funny because Nate said marrying his wife because he thought she might be listening and he'd get in trouble. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's going to happen to you. So, <laughs> uh, I get it. I totally get it, Nate. Um, um, me, I, I put. I would, I would definitely have to say when my my two girls were born. Um, you know, it it was unbelievable, and you know, life changed real quick uh, for the good, and I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, yeah, that that was uh, easy uh, easy answer for me there. That's memories that you know, just it's just something special. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. That's 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 a uh, that's a great answer right there. You can't go wrong with family, absolutely. And if my wife's listening, marrying my wife too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. How about? Uh, Favorite football platform, fantasy football platform? MFL. Yeah. Uh, not particularly close for me. Um, I, I don't mind playing on Sleeper. Um, some fun leagues on there too. But um, like I said, uh, when we first started the show here, I started my first league on MFL. I've been on there ever since. And that's uh, that's where I want to play. But um, yeah, I mean, I do have a few, few leagues on Sleeper and whatnot. But M- MFL for me, if it were up to me, they'd all be on there. <laughs> yeah yeah no mfl is great um i, I like them for dynasty that's 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 that, definitely i, I should i should the say best dynasty, dynasty yeah, site. yeah yeah dynasty yeah. I, yeah yeah i'm mainly a dynasty player now so yeah that's that matt you brought that up that's where i was going what i meant yeah for sure but 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 even redraft i'm i'm taking yahoo for redraft i mean it's, it's sleepers yes. still you know until they fix the baby aspect of, of yeah. their platform um like great, you've got robot mascots. Uh, give me a DT slot or a CB <laughs> right. slot instead instead of wasting my time with that shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, and, and and I'm happy you said that because last year was the first year I got in your Keen State League on Yahoo, and it had been years since I played on Yahoo, and I enjoyed the hell out of that league. Start two DTs, um, three linebackers, three three, three linebackers, and three corners. And three corners. I was to say three yeah, corners was right. fun. And I had a blast on my team because I was uh, at a party that Labor Day weekend and I pre made a pre-draft list and I had a right. decent start and I got to churn and burn with waivers and, and stream the corners and find some safeties. And, and like, I had a blast at that team and it was super fun because I started off slow. I was like one and four to start and I won eight in a row. I mean, my team got hot at the right time. Um, it just kind of all fell together, but like, I was just, it was so much fun to like, to have those starting requirements forced everybody. It was a shallow bench too. So it forces people's hands kind of to make moves that you might not want to make, you know? So 
Um, and this Sharks, dude, there's a lot of good uh, players in that league, and it's fun. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you yeah, got to yeah, be it. You got to be active. You got to be good or, or, or you're out. That's, that's my rule with that league. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, that was a ton of fun, man. And I will say, I, I agree that that was a, I like the, the interface, the a platform of Yahoo for the redraft. That was a blast. Yeah. It's, it's just too bad. They, they can't, they don't do dynasty like at all, basically like you, you theoretically yeah. could, but you'd have to re-enter everything every year and oh, they don't do yeah. like, like rookie yeah. drafts and stuff. So it's, it's too bad. Um, you know, so that right. they, they, they all got their, their aspects that, that make right. it good. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then, you know, I guess these are the two hot, uh, hot water questions. So favorite platform, cause everyone likes to argue about that. And then, uh, <laughs> and then thoughts on fantasy Twitter. What do you think about fantasy Twitter? Fantasy Twitter. You know, it's like, where, where do I start with fantasy Twitter? <laughs> um, you know, it certainly has its good uh, attributes, if you will, because, you know, you, you get to meet, I talked about this earlier, you know, when I first got into fantasy Twitter and realized it existed, I, you know, I met you and Joey and Nate and Hollywood and Z mags and the, the boys over at the IDP show and just these great guys, smart, like I said, smart players and great guys. And I would never got a chance to interact with you guys and meet you guys otherwise. Right. So like that aspect of it is just, awesome i think and, and it's just a great i think that's a great part of it but um in another in another regard it can be as toxic as toxic can be and exhausting um you know uh you know people can just be jerks just to be jerks you know just just, just to be that way and it's like why you know there's i don't understand why people can't disagree and a constructive criticism way instead right. of just throwing shade or whatever the kids say at each other and, and <laughs> saying hurtful shit and calling each other out and then it gets personal. And, you know, it's like all over a game most of the time, you know, we're I, I know supposed man. to be it's, having fun. You know, it's it, like, it's, it's wild, isn't it? It really is. And it's, it and really it's, is. And, and it shows such a small worldview though. Those people like, it, yeah, it is just a game and there's so many other things far more important than this. So, um, you know, I think you, I think you do a good job of this though, right? Like just take the good, leave the rest and that's all you can do. Right. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. And, uh, I agree. You know, it's, it's like, um, you don't have to comment on anything. You can scroll by if you don't, if you don't, you don't have to, you know, and if it's like, you know, my kind of deal is if I get on there one day and it looks super crazy toxic and there's some really wild shit going on, I'll just log off or I'll just, you know, send you a poop meme or a joke or something. And like, that's my Twitter for the day. You know, it's just like, I, I, you know, it's like, in a, I do appreciate people are passionate about something that they have, a strong feeling towards and like to do and play fantasy football. But like, I think this is supposed to be fun. Most important of all. And I was sure I would, I love, I want IDP to grow and I want people to try it, but I do understand it's not for everybody. Yeah. And some people aren't going to, I think everybody, I'm the type of person will try different stuff. Yeah. Just, I like making my mind think differently, you know, and try something new and maybe I'll be shitty at it for a while. But like you said, with all, all 22, we'll probably figure it out at some point hopefully, you know, um, but like, if it's not fun for you, then don't play it or play how you want to play. Like if you're not having fun, why are we here? You know, it sure yeah. should be competitive and you should be passionate, but like, 
when the fun aspect leaves and you're arguing and fighting with people over which player is better or whose rankings are better or whose this is better and it gets personal, like, dude, life's too short. Like, let's not – why are we arguing about this, man? Like, no way. Yep. No, I'm with you, man. Yeah, you got a great outlook on it. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, – I guess I guess theoretically there are worse places like, uh, you know, Reddit. Um, <laughs> I've heard the depth. I've never been yeah. there. But uh, well, yeah, I, I've been on Reddit, but I'm not a Reddit person. But I've, you've, you've told me the depths of Reddit are uh, something. Oh yeah, yeah. So I guess I guess it can be worse, but, but yeah, you know, we, we got we got a pretty good crew, so yeah, we're, yeah, we're we're in good hands. Yeah. All right. What uh? So what are you doing this season? And uh, any upcoming projects over the off season besides the magazine? So we got the magazine. What else? Yeah. Um, Working with uh, Nate and a, a couple of us from the staff on the IDP draft kit and the guys over at uh, the IDP show and um, and Trip from uh, DFF Dynasty. So it's me and Nate and Logan and then the, the fellas from the IDP show and then Trip. Uh, we're working on the IDP draft kit that'll be coming out here after the draft sometime, I believe. Um, so um, kind of my role was to. Uh, go through the vacated snaps um, each team, each position who left and what, what's, you know, what's there for the takings for who's coming in. And I've enjoyed going through that. And uh, me and Chip are going to be writing some blurbs for uh, breakouts, bust and sleepers. So um, we're going to be getting on that here soon. And so that's kind of, you know, I, like I said, the whole mag thing was my first uh, project. And and then here we'll be grinding to, to the to finish up the IDP draft kit, which I'm excited about a really cool idea that those guys all worked up. And I was really happy that they asked me to be a part of it. Nice, man. Yeah. That That's good shit. And then uh, you, you doing waivers again this year, or what are you thinking for uh, this, this upcoming season? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I plan on, on doing the old waiver wire again. It's uh, I, I have fun writing the column. It can be a grind. Um, I'd still, I still can't even fathom how the hell you wrote, 20,000 words of the monster for all them years, dude. I I mean, I knew your process because you told me how you, you know, your process and everything, but like, I still don't know how you did it. And so much respect. That thing was just so full of knowledge and nuggets and everything you needed to know. Like, dude, that thing was, it still is. The audio form is fantastic, but my little mini waiver article can be a, what I'm trying to say is my little, you know, 1500 to 2000 word, uh, waiver wire article can be a grind through the season. I can't even imagine how much of a grind the monster was. On those years. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And, and it's, you know, that's a good point. Like the season itself is a grind. Like that, that's what separates people. Like every off season we get this, you know, it's not just us. It's everywhere. There's this whole slew of writers come in and <laughs> I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And this is going to be this and this is going to be that. And it's like, I, you know, I, I always, me and Nate always joked about this. I treat them like privates in Vietnam with like their 17 minute <laughs> life expectancy. You know what I mean? Like in, until you give me an actual season and show that you can put shit out every single week throughout the entire season. Like, I don't, I don't believe you. I don't yeah. believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It's, it's not easy. That's, uh, you know, that's not to get back in the whole fantasy Twitter thing. That's what I don't understand is like, it's, People put their time into stuff just for people to go out of the way to shit on it. Yet they're doing this because they are trying to help you. And it's such a, it can be such a grind to do it week to week. And people go out of their way just to be assholes to people for no reason. 
it's like I'm yeah, we're not, I'm not going on whole tangent, but that's part of the but it's so much work and, and you put the time in because you it's a labor of love per se, or you just enjoy doing it or whatever. But like you know, it's like you said, it's not easy to do for a full season. It's really not, man. It's not. And, and, you know, just the, you know, the writing, the editing, the publishing, the the consistency, making sure you get it every week. That's just part of it. The other whole part <laughs> is you're paying attention 24 seven to know yes. this stuff in the first place. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, like my process, um, which is, you know, yours is a bigger scale of what I was doing, doing with the wave article is, you know, I, Basically, the games happen Sunday. I don't write about the Monday players because my article gets written Monday night after I get home from work or whatever. Um, I go through, you know, I look at who produced for the week. I go through what kind of snaps they look at. We look for, as you, like, I love the term, the flat, is this a flash in the pan guy? You know, you know, is is this, is this guy worth that mouse click? You know, and uh, you got to make that decision. And then you look at, okay, who played... If you're looking at linebackers, who led in snaps? This guy played how many? How many did he split with this guy? Who do I think is a better player? Who's got, you know, you you, you get like this limited amount of time to absorb all this information from a a crazy Sunday of football. So yeah, it can be right. uh, a little much at times. Oh, it definitely can. But you know, it's it is nice when we get to that last week of the year, and uh, yes. you know, we we wrap up, and you know, it like my favorite time of the year every year is uh, in the Slack chat. Well, it's not Slack anymore, Discord now. But but yeah. the, when the when the titles come in, right? When yes. when, when when everyone's yeah. reporting the titles, and yeah. you know, hey, th- thank you guys for this, thank you for that. Like like this last year, uh, when when Joe. Our favorite Joe, uh, yeah. Joe, oh, G. Joe dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What one is second title in a row in that league? Um, I was so happy for him because I was doing his corner streaming for him for for the last few weeks, and I set him up perfect. It was like nice. Ken, it was like Kendall Fuller against Tampa Bay, ding, and then AJ <laughs> AJ Terrell against the Bills. You remember that week? Like, oh yeah, Terrell, oh dude, yep. Terrell blew the hell up. Yeah. And then I, oh, I yeah. think I did Darius Williams against the Seahawks too. So yep. it was like, yep. it was like bing, bang, boom. And he takes home the title. And it was like, you know, that, that semifinal game is offense won it for him with Devante, but the finals game was all IDP that won it for him. And, and yep. he was like, he was like, thank you guys so much. I take back everything I said. All my guys were great. <laughs> like I couldn't yep. have done it without you guys. Like, <laughs> Dude. Yeah, absolutely. It's so awesome, man. That's what it's all about. Right. You know, it's, that's, that's, that is such a great point. Like that end of the season, when it, when the titles come flowing in, it's like, hell yeah, man, we're giving out the virtual high fives and it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. It's rewarding, right? It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's the good stuff, man. We, we just got to remember what, you know, the reasons why we're doing it and, and yeah, that, that's the good stuff. Uh, all right. So anything you want to plug, uh, Twitter handle, anything like that, you know, the floor is yours. Fire away. Um, yeah, I, my Twitter handle at um, KBell54. Um, my DMs are open if you have any questions, whether it's regarding rookies or draft or IDP or fantasy in general or music or just want to shoot the shit about anything, man. I'm always available. Hit me up anytime. Um, you can find me over on the IDP nation cast with a podcast with Hollywood. Um, we, our schedule can be all over the place, but we're, we're trying to get out at least once every couple weeks here. Um, 
you know, we talk IDP, we talk nonsense and, uh, you know, he, I always say this, he fires me every week and, and then, you know, but he calls me back and, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a pretty, uh, you know, there's, there's some good information there and there's a lot of nonsense, which makes it fun. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, I'll, I'll be around this off season. I'm not sure after these couple projects, how much I'll be writing, depending on how much time there is, but you know, I'm always hanging around and willing to, to answer questions or, you know, like I said, just talk about anything or whatever. And, um, I just want to say, uh, thanks a lot, Johnny, for having me on here, man. This was, this was awesome. This was a uh, really cool, I, I love that you're doing this. Um, you know, it's, it's fantasy football. It's, uh, a look into, you know, who the writer is as a person, I guess, as well too, like you said, and, and talk about other stuff and some fun stuff, some serious, a little bit stuff and some fantasy stuff. And, um, Man, this was really cool. It was great to hang out with you, man. And I appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. I do have one question that's not going to surprise you to end us up here. Um, Let's do it. So is most road rage poop related? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Always is. Yes. <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I remember <laughs> my mom's one friend, her uh, her husband was a, was a cop, and I'd always ask him about that. What would you do? <laughs> If you pulled someone over with speeding and they had to shit, he'd always say, write him the ticket. Oh, <laughs> wow. I don't know if he was serious or not, but we always used to laugh. He'd always laugh, you know. I just did road rage, you know, I was like, road rage, man. You're pissed, you're speeding. <laughs> uh, we always used to laugh about that. But yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it, road rage is poop related. It, Absolutely. And it, and what's what's funny here is that you know I was telling Nate this last night. I got a good thirty people on this list for for this show before the season kicks off, and I'm gonna do all thirty of them, no doubt. You you know when oh, I yeah. when I when I fucking say something, it's happening. So it's happening, dude. It's happening. Yeah. yeah. And I guarantee you, twenty nine <laughs> out of thirty of these people are gonna say that all road rage is poop related, but the one person who's gonna say no is Sean. What, oh, this, he he will not. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> Sean will not. I I remember that from when it first came out. That was the first thing I, after that episode back in the old show. I messaged you instantly, and I was like, "It's a thing, dude. It, it's it's a thing." <laughs> oh shit! All right, buddy. Well, thank you much. I appreciate it. I, I kept you a little long here, but I definitely oh, no. do, do appreciate it. And uh, you know, it uh, it was a good time. And um, you know, good talking to you as always. And I'll see you on the Twitter sphere. And uh, thanks again, my friend. You bet, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, this, this was a blast. It was great catching up and, and getting to hang with you. Yes, sir. All right. We're out, people. We'll see you next Monday. Later. <laughs>